Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Thursday, October 13th, and this is People Every Day. Happy Almost Friday, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, with you once again. Today, we're taking you to BravoCon and checking in on all the latest gossip and happenings from BravoLand. Yes, that includes that sad Cynthia Bailey divorce news. But before that, we've got an update on William and Kate and how they're settling in as Prince and Princess of Wales. And of course, we'll get into what we know about King Charles's coronation. So much going on out there today, so let's just get right to it. First up, I am here to assure everyone that Brandy is okay. Yesterday, reports surfaced that the singer had been taken to the hospital via ambulance. A few hours later, the Grammy Award-winning singer took to her Instagram to assure fans that she is recovering, saying, quote, To my beloved fam, friends, and stars, thank you for sending love and light my way. I am following doctor's orders and getting the rest I need due to dehydration and low amounts of nutrition. Thank you for your prayers and support. Grateful for you all. See you soon. The 43-year-old Cinderella star and big sis to Ray J punctuated her Instagram message with heart and star emojis. We here at People Every Day wish her a speedy recovery and hope that she is engaging in some much-deserved rest and relaxation. Tom and Giselle's relationship continues to be in a pickle. The most recent updates in the couple's drama includes Brady's announcement that he joined forces with Tennis Hall of Famer Kim Clijsters to buy an expansion pickleball team. Yes, you heard that right, a pickleball team. In fact, Brady is just the latest celebrity athlete to get in on the pickleball craze. With this purchase, he joins Drew Brees and LeBron James as an owner of a team in what has become America's fast-growing sport. And for Bunchen, who is said to blame Brady's prioritizing of sports over family as one of the reasons for their split, I'm willing to bet this pickleball announcement might leave a sour taste in her mouth. But she did not take the news sitting down. Instead, she hit back with the emoji heard round the world. Following Brady's announcement yesterday, she commented with a set of praying hands on an Instagram post made by podcast host and former monk Jay Shetty. The post read, quote, you can't be in a committed relationship with someone who is inconsistent with you. Read that again. End quote. Well, Bunchen's comment seems to give a little more insight into the issues in her relationship with Brady that led to her hiring a divorce lawyer last week. And I'm sure there will be more insights to come as this is quickly turning into one of those stories that will be bubbling up every week. Stay tuned. And now we must talk about the result of the Alex Jones lawsuit. Yesterday, a Connecticut jury ruled that Jones must pay $965 million almost a billion dollars to the families of eight Sandy Hook victims for defamation and intentionally inflicting emotional distress. Jones, the conspiracy theorist and host of neoconservative talk show InfoWars, has repeatedly used his platform to call the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre a false flag operation, referring to the 20 children and six educators who were gunned down on December 14, 2012, as, quote, 
crisis actors. The families of these victims testified in court that Jones' comments led them to receive hate mail, harassment, and even death threats, which is absolutely heartbreaking on top of something that is absolutely heartbreaking. And the jury thought so too. Following the verdict, Bill Shorelock, whose wife was killed at Sandy Hook, made the following statement. And for those who want to be Alex Jones wannabes, this trial, this verdict, set a pretty high hurdle in in terms of what the cost would be to them to enter into that that realm of lies and deceit. But in true InfoWars fashion, Jones did not back down, stating that he would appeal the decision and that, quote, I legitimately thought it might have been staged, and I stand by that. I don't apologize for it. I know that no amount of money will ever make up for everything these families have gone through, but hopefully this ruling will deter others, like Jones, from making similar claims in the future. Well, let's change gears completely and turn our gaze across the pond and see what's been going on behind the curtain with your favorite royal family. In this week's issue, we're turning our attention back across the pond for our other cover, all about Prince William and Kate Middleton's lives now. Since the passing of Queen Elizabeth at age 96 last month, the United Kingdom continues to mourn as the royal family takes new strides within their new roles. Everyone is excited to see how the Prince and Princess of Wales handle their new journey. And I am here with People's Senior News Editor, Aaron Hill, to take us into how William and Kate are adjusting and what we can expect from Prince Charles's upcoming coronation. Hey, Erin, welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, there have been some big changes at Windsor Castle, especially for Prince William and Kate Middleton. What is their new life like as modern royals? Yes. So this has been a big change for William and Kate and their children. I mean, not only are they still grieving the loss of the queen, but they recently moved from London's Kensington Palace to Adelaide Cottage, which is on the grounds of Windsor Castle. So the kids are able to ride their bikes and have friends over and just have more privacy than they were able to have in the the fishbowl of Kensington Palace. So the children are settling into their new school, which is very close to their home. William and Kate do the drop-off and pick up when they can. And we hear that the kids are are making friends and enjoying it. And this is all happening while William and Kate are embracing this heavier royal workload as the new prince and princess of Wales. And that increased visibility that comes with it and this hotter spotlight than they've ever had on them before. I'm trying to imagine a hotter spotlight. Exactly. (laughs) And that's part of the reason they really want their children to have a normal upbringing as possible and why they made this move. So do you think Prince George, Princess Charlotte, and Prince Louis are aware of what's happening around them? We start seeing that more and more as they're brought on outings with their with their parents, George and Charlotte in Wales in June. Of course, the three of them at a lot of Jubilee outings on the balcony alongside the Queen at the time. So they know, and that, that really is magnify as part of the reason that William and Kate try very hard to make sure they're having as normal upbringing as possible. And they are bucking some royal traditions. For instance, they're keeping George at home rather than boarding school. So they are finding ways to keep things as normal as possible because eventually William is just one step away from the crown. And so that will change their whole lives immensely. Well, the world got news that the coronation has been announced for Saturday, May 6th, 2023, at Westminster Abbey in London, where, you know, 
British monarchs have been crowned for the last 900 years. So what else do we know about this huge, huge day that's coming up? This is such a huge day. Of course, all the focus was on the queen, uh, honoring the queen. But in the, the kind of background was what's when's the coronation? So now the attention turns. When can the world expect to see Charles officially crowned? And that date is earlier than what was widely speculated. It was many thought it, he'd pick a date in June when the queen had her own coronation in 1953. So May 6th is a surprise. It also happens to be another day on the royal calendar. It is his grandson, Archie, Meghan and Harry's son, his fourth birthday. We saw the couple also celebrate Lily's first birthday during another momentous royal weekend, the Queen's Jubilee this year. So we'll likely see the whole family come over again and squeeze in some birthday celebrations. We, we feel like it's going to happen. I mean, there were so many tensions before. There, There is. We still don't know for sure. I mean, that hasn't really been revealed, but we have to imagine that Harry will be there and Meghan to see his father crowned king. This is going to be such a historic moment. And we're hearing that even though it's slightly scaled down, there's going to be less guests than the queen had. It'll be much shorter. Instead of the queen's, uh, hers was three, four hours. This will be an hour. It'll still have a lot of the incredible pomp, regal elements that will draw the world in to really honor such a moment. I love it. I know you and the rest of the Royals team will just keep us updated. Thank you, Erin. And guys, you can check out our latest coverage on all things Royals at people.com and in the issue on newsstands Friday. Coming up, we hear from our absolute favorite person to talk, Bravo T with, People's Digital Editor, Dave Quinn. He'll be here to dish about Housewives drama, the Beverly Hills reunion, and touch on the, um, fireside chat Kim Kardashian had with Pete Davidson. But first, the list of nominees for this year's American Music Awards is out. After the break, we discuss which artists could be taking home some serious hardware. And all I'll say is, I hope Bad Bunny has a big suitcase. (laughs) We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back, and the American Music Awards are right around the corner. Just a few hours ago, the nominees were revealed, including first-time nominees Jack Harlow and Tims, who each received four nominations. Friend of the show, Dustin Lynch, is also a first-timer and is up for favorite country song thanks to his hit, Thinking About You.
Drake is up for six nominations, including favorite male hip-hop artist and artist of the year. Adele, Harry Styles, and The Weeknd are also up for artist of the year. And they are joined in that category by Bad Bunny, who had a very big year with eight, count them, eight award nominations. The Mi Porto Bonito singer is up for the most of any artist this year, including favorite touring artist, favorite music video, favorite male pop artist, favorite pop album, favorite male Latin artist, favorite Latin album, and favorite Latin song. Just, ooh, what a list. If he comes home with a sweet Bad Bunny, would tie with Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston for the most awards in one year. While Bad Bunny is looking to take home the crown for most wins, Queen B was also nominated for Artist of the Year and is up for six categories in total, thanks to the huge success of her album, Renaissance, which is up for both best R&B album and favorite pop album. And of course, Beyonce has my favorite song of the year, Break My Soul, which is up for favorite R&B song. will never get tired of that one. And yes, for all of you Swifties out there, Taylor Swift also has six nominations, including Artist of the Year. As you may know, Tay-Tay has been re-recording some of her earlier songs, and her Red, Taylor's version, album was a major hit in the past year. The extended cut of All Too Well is up for favorite music video, which Swift herself directed as a short film starring Stranger Things' Sadie Sink. The 2022 American Music Awards will air live Sunday, November 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, and I cannot wait. Reality television is just delivering the drama these days, and we are here for it. It seems like lately we have been making frequent trips to our favorite reality locations, and today is going to be no different as we discuss a shocking divorce out of the Housewives of Atlanta, why the fireplace at the Beverly Hills Hotel is Kim Kardashian's new favorite place, and the Beverly Hills reunion that has only brought us part one and already is a doozy. There is no one I like to talk to about this stuff more than people's digital editor, Dave Quinn. Welcome back, Dave. I am so glad to be here and happy to see you as always. I'm going to start by saying (laughs) that when it comes to intimacy in my life, I I don't necessarily think of my grandma, but clearly that is not the case for Kim Kardashian. The Kardashians have a way of making headlines and today is no exception, only it involves sex, a fireplace, and her grandma. So can you please break this down for me? During Thursday's episode of The Kardashians, Kim met up with her grandma, Mary Jo, and she revealed that she had gotten intimate with Pete during a recent stay at the hotel in Los Angeles. Now, she said, you know what's so crazy? Pete and I were staying at the Beverly Hills Hotel last weekend, and we were sitting in front of the fireplace just talking for hours. And I was like, quote, my grandma told me that you really live life when you have sex in front of the fireplace. And so we had sex in front of the fireplace in honor of you. (laughs) I just can't even. We're just going to let that be. Moving on to Cynthia Bailey (laughs) from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. We spoke with her not too long ago when she was six months into her marriage and she was still glowing. Here's just a little part of what she said then about being married. I have to say, after we finally got past the wedding, Uh, Now my focus is on, you know, after finally getting married again, staying married. And now she has filed 
for divorce. I, I know you spoke with Cynthia yesterday. So, so what can you share with us from that conversation? For us who watched her on The Real Housewives of Atlanta, meet Mike, the proposal, the wedding, it really felt like they had this storybook fantasy happily ever after sort of love. But she explained that they are just as happily ever after in divorce as they were in love. She told me, this is two people who have enough love and respect for each other to be truthful about the relationship in terms of asking themselves, are we truly happy together? How do we want to move forward? And then who were brave enough and loved one another enough to make that choice together. She went on to explain that they had just spent so much time apart before they got married that when they were finally in the same space for a long time, they started to realize that there were fundamental differences about the two of them. And in fact, <laughs> when I asked Cynthia, you know, should we be villainizing Mike? She was like, no, he is not the villain here. She said, you cannot drag Mike, leave that man alone. I love him. I respect him. I honored our marriage. I have no regrets about marrying him. I love Cynthia and I wanted this love for her, but I'm so glad that she's in a good place. And it sounds like Mike Hill is as well. He gave us that exclusive statement. I love Cynthia and we'll always love her because she is a phenomenal woman and a beautiful person. Even though our relationship is ending, our friendship remains rock solid. And for that, I am grateful. So, I mean, I'm glad it's amicable, whatever. I just wanted them to work. Doesn't it just make you want to get divorced, though? It's like, this is lovely. <laughs> 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 if this is the way every divorce works. It is pretty great. I lost a husband, but I gained a best friend. Not. Okay. Well, <laughs> last night, the part or the first part of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion aired. And there was fashion and shade and an appearance by Jamie Lee Curtis. What? As we anticipate the Kathy Hilton of it all, it seems that Andy Cohen was trying to get all of the other drama from the season out in this first episode. Uh, what do you think, Dave? Usually when you have somebody like Kathy, who's a friend of the Housewives, who's not there as a full-time cast member, they only kind of appear halfway through the reunion. So we're really getting on the drama that's happening with the full-time cast members right now. We did get Garcelle opening up about you know, the horrible bullying attacks against her 14-year-old son, Jack. So that was really powerful. But for the most part, it was a lot of semantic back and forth arguing, which is classic Housewives. BravoCon is upon us. Tomorrow is the big kickoff day, but with over 100 Bravo celebrities on the loose in New York City, there are definitely some rifts that are going to spark up. So, so tell us what feuds are currently going on, <laughs> and, and do you think this will cause even more drama this weekend? <laughs> you know, I mapped it all out for you over on people.com. I've got a list of the 16 Bravo celebrity feuds you can expect to kind of come to a head, hopefully, at BravoCon. There's a lot of drama, long-standing feuds like Teresa Judice and Caroline Manzo. These two are not often in the same space. Last time at BravoCon, back in 2019, they fully avoided one another. So we'll see if that happens again. Teresa's also feuding with Melissa Gorga after Melissa chose not to show up to her wedding. Even Gigi from Shaz is going to be there with Lala Kent. The two of them shaded one another back and forth in social media. So I'm excited to see it all go down. And I can tell you, last BravoCon made ripples across the Bravo Cinematic Universe, as I like to call it. So you saw major feuds on the show that trickled back to BravoCon. Oh my gosh, lions and tigers and big hair. Oh my, I can't wait. Dave, <laughs> it's always a pleasure to have you on. Stay tuned, everyone, to people.com for all the latest news coming out of the weekend. Thanks, Dave. Thanks so much, Janine.
final story today is something to make you smile, especially if you're an animal lover. And honestly, who among us is not? Yesterday, People finally announced 2022's World's Cutest Rescue Dog. The contest, presented by the Pedigree brand, featured a judging panel that included the talk hosts Akbar Bajabiamila, Natalie Morales, and Jerry O'Connell, People Pets editor Kelly Bender, and Pedigree Foundation ambassador Evan Satinoff. The judging panel chose from the top three dogs that were voted on by you, the people readers, and honestly, their choice couldn't be more perfect. His name is Gordon. He is a Shiba Inu, and he is the survivor of a hit and run in Taiwan that left his back legs paralyzed. The result of the accident is that Gordon now must use a cart to get around, but he definitely doesn't let that stop him. Some of our favorite things about Gordon are his goofy smile and his zest for life. He will drag his cart over rocks, logs, and creeks in his quest to chase leaves or just play in the sunshine in his hometown of Bella Vista, Arkansas. And he looks so cute with his little wheels. But uh, Gordon's favorite thing? Cookies. According to his owners, Wendy Wickersham, awesome name, by the way, and her husband, Jim Larson, Gordon has even learned the spelling of the word. I don't know how that works, but he did, and is always ready for a treat. Same, Gordon, same. (laughs) And that's our show for today, you guys. We hope you enjoy the rest of this Friday Eve. Again, this is Janine Rubenstein, and thank you for listening to People Every Day. 